This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart. And as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback, and I encourage you to continue the conversation in your life and with your community. Welcome to Query. Hey, Queeros, Cameron here, and I am excited to announce that this week on December 8th, Rhea Butcher and I will be releasing back-to-back our live album that we recorded on our tour this fall. You can pre-order back-to-back on iTunes now, or you can grab it iTunes, Amazon, everywhere on the 8th. Please help us uh, get to number one. We are so excited about the album. Yay! Yay! Also, today on the show, A.W. A.W. is the amazing musician behind the Query theme song. You can follow A.W. at Listen to A.W. on Twitter. You can find out more information about where their band is going to be playing and about buying their music. One thing just to say, you know, in making this show, I have been trying very hard to support queer artists. Like, I licensed this song from AW because this song feels right and perfect and it's very good. And so this holiday season, um, first of all, I want you to know that you are my family. You are part of my queer family. That's really important. Sometimes the holidays can be so triggering if you're um, feeling alone because... We are sold this idea that things are happy and together always, and that's not always true. So, you are part of my queer family. And also, as you are buying gifts or making plans, um, I would really encourage you to try to support queer artists. You know, we are outside of the mainstream often. We are trying to support ourselves and be honest and open, and that isn't always rewarded. So go grab AW's music. That would be something really rad you can do. Or go and find uh, Solomon Giorgio's album or Jenny Owen Young's new record. Do everything that you can to get out there and bring queerness into your life. Enjoy the episode. I'm going to add an intro later. So wait, do you see this? Because we're about to start the show, (laughs) but it's just going to, it's actually already started. I do. I add an intro later Uh, that you will never know about until Until the podcast comes out. Um, But hello, hello, Queeros. Hello, Queeros. Uh, Welcome back to Query. And gosh, I hope you're loving the show. Um, by we're recording this in advance, but by this, by the time you're listening to this, I am on a bus somewhere in America. Holy shit! With Rhea Butcher, my wife, doing stand up comedy, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um. But today on the show, I've got a great guest, and what we've been having people do. I keep saying we. I say it literally every week, but it's just me. <laughs> I. I am the person that's having people do this. There's no we. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've been having people introduce themselves. Oh yeah, because that's good. you know it's about identity. So like. You, uh, so hello. Hello. Will you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is, was formerly Allison Weiss and is now Allie Weiss or A.W. or A-dubs or something. And I'm in the process of figuring out what that will be eventually. That's That's who I am. Yeah. And, uh. I'm a musician. Um, you may have heard of me from the internet and that's pretty much it. Um, you know where else they've heard you? Where? Oh shit! About twenty seconds ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, can I curse on this podcast? Is yes, okay you, can totally, the S-word? you can totally. You can totally the f word. <laughs> you can totally. <laughs> Depends on which f word, but yes, some of them are oh, okay. Yeah, true. The good um, one. Not my friend calls the other one a hard f. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Can't that drop one. The hard f. Um, unless you, unless we're, you know, That's if a there's a particular, yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, you we totally will not say, be dropping the hard f. On you this can show. totally say shit. Yes, <laughs> great. 
they heard you just a few seconds ago because yeah. you actually we I asked you yes if I could license one of your songs to be our theme song yes for query such a like businessy way to put it for the listeners oh yes, yeah Cameron did license my song as a theme for this podcast well I wanted to say that because it you didn't write it for us oh and no yeah and it I was don't already mean a song. that to say like uh that you wouldn't have written it for us yeah it's just that I really loved that song so much and so I approached you to ask if we could use it that specifically um and everything worked out and now there it is yeah yeah absolutely so that was me um i love that song thank you who we are yeah and i've been listening to it on spotify a lot which is weird which is weird only because it's well, it's, it's now the it's okay. theme song of my own podcast oh i thought you were like apologizing for listening to it on spotify and not having bought it which is what a lot of people do. And oh, I, I didn't like, even feel fine. bad about that no, at all. I'm just, I should have felt yeah, bad about no, that. Cool. I can't believe I admitted something that I should have felt bad about and said I do. But I should have bought it through Bandcamp? How I should I have know. done that? I don't even know how people buy music. I don't buy music. Unless I buy um, records from people. But if I like we to buy stream records. it, that's still... Yeah, it's, like, it counts for it something. It gets your yeah, something. Whatever. It gets your something. Sure. I gave up on the making money off of the selling the songs thing a long time ago. Right. How are yeah. you making money? Off of a mostly being. like selling merch and touring. Oh, merch is the is the yeah, thing. Merch that helps. is the thing. Uh, what do you sell? T-shirts? Yeah, like T-shirts and like pins and mm-hmm. like hats and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. The standard. I mean, I actually don't know because as a comic, that's not really. Oh yeah, you guys don't like way. do merch. I mean, we we're doing merch for our current tour. Okay. Um, what do you put on a merch when you're a comic? You know, like t-shirts and buttons and stuff. Yeah, but like, what do you put on it? Like, what's the graphic? What do you do? Like, oh, I've had my name or I've had the title of an album or I've had a jelly donut when I was talking about periods a lot. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Which that t-shirt actually like straight up did not sell as much as I thought it would. I thought I wonder why. (laughs) I know, I thought people would think it was fucking badass. Yeah. What did it say on it? It just said Cameron Esposito, and then there was a picture of a jelly donut like, oh, with jelly it, spilling it didn't even out of it. Say like period donut. No, it was the, <laughs> the wearer was supposed to know what the joke was. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. I wasn't like no, it didn't say period donut. <laughs> Maybe it should have. It should have. Well, the, it came from I did a set for a Comedy Central show called The Meltdown. Okay, where I was talking about having a period. And got like, and at the very beginning of the set, like asked the audience if they were hungry. Oh God. And then had like planned with the producers for them to get like whatever it was, 300 jelly donuts. Yeah. But was just like, can you guys raid the snacks area and see if there's anything to distribute? So everybody in the audience was eating a strawberry jelly donut. And then I've started getting more and more descriptive of what. A period is like that's so good and horrible. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. yeah, I was really proud of it. Yeah, as a bit. Yeah. And wow. Then, like they were Ooh. people started like realizing what was happening. That's gross. I thought it was cool. Did I thought people, it was pretty did punk you rock. Get any, yeah, it's of course very punk rock, but like because it's very gross. <laughs> did anybody like? react in a way that was like throw up and vomit and no, stuff th- I, didn't, no. I don't expect somebody to throw up and vomit <laughs> but I could definitely picture like some bro like oh man no I think people were pretty into it actually I or maybe a bro wouldn't because a bro like couldn't connect it necessarily this was a really cool show it was run by um my friends Jonah and Kumail and they're they I, were I like the meltdown. nerd yeah. people so yeah. it doesn't mean everybody was comfortable with all bodily fluids because yeah. they certainly weren't but that particular day. I think it's great. It wasn't, it didn't like, it wasn't the wrong crowd for it. I yeah. guess that's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, great. You know? But but in the end, the jelly donut shirt wasn't. Didn't sell. Not a big Maybe seller. Maybe not enough people knew about that event. Yeah. For, I mean. You know what I mean? It's on an album. It doesn't matter. It's on an album too? It is on an album. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. I can't. But I'll get making faces I'll get right, you like one. sad faces I'll get, right now. Like, <laughs> oh, but this oh, you're going to get me one of those yeah, teachers? Yeah, Thank you. you Thank you so much. Um, but this is all to sort of talk about. So you're a musician. You mm-hmm. s- you 
make a living off of merch, which means you have to be touring to sell that merch, right? Or yeah, pretty much, or you, you sell home? it on the internet. And yeah. also, like, <laughs> it's so I feel like we're just like diving into the business of music, but like nowadays, it's like the money in music is is like sync licensing and getting your 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 songs in like TV and film. That's okay. that's like where the money is. So like I didn't know that. Yeah, totally. So that this is why this. So I'm sure our listeners don't know this either. This is yeah. why you're an expert. Yeah, you've got to get. That's why it's really great when you hear your favorite band's music in a show because they probably got paid a lot of money for it. Unless it was on MTV, in which they maybe got paid nothing. Okay, sure. <laughs> nothing? Like actual zero? Well, there was a while there and they might still do it where MTV is like, you know, exposure. exposure. And it's like, oh, no, yeah. it's not. Sure. But nowadays, I feel like because that's like the way the music industry is going, like it's, there seem to be like a lot of like shows for younger people where they like call out the artists and they like say like, Shazam the tracks and you'll... You know, go to our Spotify playlist for this week's episode or something. Like I had a song right. on that show Catfish recently and, and they like put out a Spotify playlist every week mm. for their whatever their show is. So then people were able to find me from that and that was cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I did get paid for that though. Yeah. That was, congrats. Thank you. Um, <laughs> is that why you live in Los Angeles? Because I would feel like the reason that one lives here mm-hmm. is to be close to the entertainment industry. Like it's a... I guess that's a reason that I think of living here, but yeah. is there a different reason you? Um, I lived in New York before this uh, for like three years after school, and that was definitely like, I'm going to move to New York and be a musician or rock star or whatever. Um, and I don't know. I feel like um, the music industry is like, it's it feels different than maybe comedy or like film or TV or whatever because, um, Although I don't know, maybe I'm just like not involved in it. I'm just like a shitty networker, so it doesn't really matter for me no matter where I live. Like I'm not, I'm not like trying. Like I got invited to like a cool Hollywood party last night, and I was like, I'm doing it. And like ten o'clock rolls around, and I'm like, No, I'm watching Netflix. With but my you can't cats. be that shitty of a networker because we know each other. Yeah, but like you know what I mean. Like we did small, that. There's also a smaller network at play here. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what, what, I mean? what do you mean? What kind of what kind of smaller? You know, like a little, yeah. like a, yeah, you know, queers. Yeah, the queers. Sure, the queer scene. Sure, the smaller one. Yes. Um, I don't even know how I got off on. The, why do I live in LA? Um, because it's really nice, and also it is like an industry town. So like, yeah, I can be around if like I need to like have a meeting with an agent or something like that. Um, but uh. I could have done all that in New York, but then I decided to move out here because it's like sunny all the time and there's like beaches and mountains and shit. Wait, can I ask you a follow-up? You said you lived in New York for three years after school. Mm-hmm. How long have you lived here in LA? Almost four years. So you're still like, are you a super young person? I just turned 30. I don't, I think oh, to that, some people that's super young, but yeah, that to does. me that's like normal. <laughs> that's, that's a normal right, age. Right, your lived experience feels like the age that you are. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah sense. exactly. Do you feel like you've lived 30 years? Sure. I guess so. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a teenage boy most times. Oh, yeah. Well, I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about what you were saying at the beginning where you're feeling like your name is a little bit in flux right now. Yeah. And by the way, cheers. Like totally, (laughs) totally supporting it and happy to do whatever feels great. Yeah. Um, I think in the show, I call you Allie Weiss just yeah I heard that just because I wanted to make sure people could find you the easiest because I feel like um AW as like a find this person yeah seems more difficult right now is not the not the way to go but then I noticed that your Twitter handle is listen to AW Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. number one I guess this is me asking should I change that to AW um possibly I'm like in the process of figuring it out right now like what I'm going to call my musical project but it's probably going to be AW and then Allison Wise in parentheses for like at least a few years you know Until what I mean just because it ha- it'll it have out. to be yeah. um at least on like posters and like things where I like make appearances or, or play shows or things like that um but I'm definitely gonna I'm, I'm gonna change it in you know, like Spotify and iTunes to like whatever I decide. I'm trying to figure out really if I'm going to be AW or if I'm going to be a band name. So I don't know. What's the, talk to me about that change. Like, what do you mean? Well, um, like what's the, what, what happened for you? Um, oh, or what is well, happening for you? Yeah. I, I recently came out as like non-binary genderqueer. I guess I'm like trans masculine in many ways 
I'm still figuring it out. It's all brand new. Yeah, but, that's a, you don't have to have like a yeah. final answer. This is yeah. not a Jeopardy. Yeah, moment. <laughs> thank you so much. You can much. have like whatever variation. That's what I've been of- trying. It's it's actually funny to like be in the middle of this process and like figure it out because I. I'm always I'm I'm like worried that people want me to like give them an, an explanation, know exactly who I am. Um, but I think that uh, one of the best parts of being queer is that you don't always have to like know exactly, and you can just like be who you are in the moment. So I'm I'm like I'm having I'm. It turns out like I'm the main person who's like trying to force myself to put myself into a box. You know what I mean? Like I'm having all these feelings and I'm like, I am like becoming a victim of my own like binary brain where I'm like, but I can't do this and that. And I'm like, why can't I? That's really cool because it speaks to um, like the community that you've created around yourself. Yeah. If you're not getting that externally, that would seem like you have some good people in your life. Yeah. So that's, a positive. Yeah. Um, um, I've, I've come out to my immediate family and I'm sure my extended family will find out. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like coming, like coming out, uh, as gay, like earlier in life was so serious. And like, th- yeah, this is a, this new thing is serious, but like, I'm way more like, um, I guess like not like, like I don't care as much what my family thinks now. I'm sort of like, I'm 30 years old and like, it's fine. Figure how, it out. How old were you when you came out? I was like 22. Yeah. 21 maybe. That's part of what I would say about like family response is mm-hmm. that, I mean, what are they going to say to you yeah. when you're 30? I know. Married, seemingly happy, yeah. living a positive life with yeah, a career. Because right? I feel like a lot of what parents and families say or worry about which is like actually a rational worry. Mm-hmm. Parents go, well, I don't want you to have a bad life. Totally. And exactly. what they don't realize is that like act- the, everything up until that point has been confusing. I think par- for parents, a kid coming out is like, oh no, now they're different. Yeah. But for the person coming out, it's like, oh my God, I'm finally normal. Yeah, totally. Because you know what you are or yeah. you know some part of who you are and so you actually it's like the opposite thing is happening yeah what exactly they think. yeah um so what they're worried for it's like you've already been through that you've already yeah like you already found your way yeah absolutely and you're doing okay like when i when i came out my parents uh, well when i came out as gay first time um my parents were really supportive but it definitely like was weird for a few years like between me and my mom and um Finally got to like a great place. They're totally awesome. So is my whole extended family. Um, and then uh, I, I guess I was really worried about going back to that place. And I hope that it isn't that way. But my parents have been really su- uh, supportive so far. Um, but yeah, my mom was definitely like, I'm worried about you and like how you've been feeling. And like, um, I don't I don't want you to be hurting, blah, blah, blah. You know, this sort of stuff. Um, when, when I was, you know, sort of explaining to them about this new identity. Um, and I'm, and I said that to her, I was like, I mean, you don't really have anything to worry about. I'm I'm like married. I have a house. I have a job. I'm like successful in what I do. So like, I'm doing great. Like there's really nothing to be scared about, you know? Um, I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. End of statement. No, I mean, that's, (laughs) that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all very new. It's actually kind of weird to be talking about it on a podcast. It's so easy to like just be like, "Oh, we're just two people in a room chit-chatting," and then it's like, "Oh, everyone's going to listen to this." But I have always been um like super open and honest with like my fan base or whatever. I'm like, I'm the kind of person who likes to push it on the internet, you know what I mean? Um which is why I felt that it was important to like come out even though I'm not like here's exactly who I am. It's it's more like I want the freedom to be able to explore it um, without having to like worry what what it's going to look like or I don't know. Only complicated, I would imagine, by the fact that when you do the job that you do or the job that I do, your name yeah. is your brand. That's the one. That's the thing. That's I I like have a lot of compassion for you in that place because that's that's hard hard mm-hmm. to know what to do with that. Yeah, I think uh, you're doing all the right stuff though because it's Thanks. like. I mean, what what are you going to do? Yeah, it's like, that's sort of the conclusion know. I came to. I mean, I've definitely, like, I've thought about this uh, 
my whole life in many ways. And definitely in the past few years, it's always like, okay, but what do I do about my fucking music career? What do you have friends call you? Like close friends? What do close friends call you? My friends call me Allie or AW or Weiss. Okay. Yeah. So at this current moment, and this does not have to be, this could just be like today. And I'll even say, we're, because this is not going to release for a while. Maybe there's a chance that this is August 9th. I know. So just to say that on August 9th, uh, for you, Allie and AW and Weiss are like kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. Allie feels like a neutrally nickname. Okay. Allison always for my whole life made me think of like a woman on a soap opera or just like some woman who like I definitely wasn't. Wow, interesting. Have people always shortened it? No. So people usually did call you Allison? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I've always been Allison. Only my very, very close family ever called me Allie until like the past year when like my friends just sort of like picked it up because uh-huh. my wife calls me Allie. And um, and so, yeah, so that that doesn't bother me as much. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, do I want to give myself a more neutral mm-hmm. first name? I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. I was cracking myself up the other night um, because uh, I was reading somebody on Reddit talking about name name changing and they were suggesting to a person that they um, take their new name and then hyphen old name. So it's like a combo. And for some reason, the first thing that popped in my head was John Allison. And then I was like dying because John Allison to me is the most insane name. And also I think of like extended family being like white. So you're telling me she just changed her first name to John Allison. She just fucking put John in front of her name. And I just feel like that's ridiculous. Um, And then I kind of started liking it. And I was like, what does that mean? And then I woke up in the next morning and I was like, that was an insane thought. And I hate that so much. Um, So I'm kind of all over the place. That's okay. You are looking at me right now with a look that's making me nervous. Oh, why? I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, no. I'm just trying to take it all in and like... You know what it is? I have a super neutral name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're lucky. I am lucky. It's very cool. So I'm more so just trying to figure out like what's the compassionate response only because I can't fully relate to this. Like, yeah. Um, well, in was- that, in that, like when I was a little kid, Cameron, um, but prior to Cameron Diaz, mm-hmm. who like kind of came on the scene as a model when I was a teenager, yeah. uh, prior to Cameron Diaz, nobody that I knew ever yeah. had heard of the name Cameron for a girl. Yeah. So like everybody thought I was a boy. Everybody mm-hmm. thought I was a boy by my name. And then they would oh, meet man. me and like still kind of think I was a boy. Yeah. But I mean, even like my school one time had my grade school had like a summer camp that was a basketball summer camp. And I went and you're like, you're so goony. And I was, I was so shy. Oh my God. And I went to basketball summer camp at the school that I went to that yeah. was not that big. There were like 80 kids in my <laughs> class. And I went to go report to summer camp and they were like, we don't have a Cameron Esposito. Cameron Esposito is in the boys camp. What? And I was just like, I don't, I, like, this is my, sc- I don't know how to, actually, when I turned 18, I got, um, a, uh, no, I got a, I got a, you have to sign up for the draft notice. No From way. the government. Are you kidding me? Yes. That's crazy. No, I'm not kidding you. My, my dad, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So my dad had to call like the state department who wow. didn't know I was, like identified as a woman yeah. and that I also on my birth certificate, it says, yeah, female, yeah, so. yeah. So, um, cause they don't, the government doesn't give a shit about how you identify. All well, right. about exactly. Your birth exactly. Yeah. So there was no, I don't know why they had this thought. That's so funny and weird. I know. So w- the idea that, um, the idea, I love my name. Yeah. But the only th- the only thing that's like plagued me my entire life is that half the time people think my name is Carmen. Oh, that happens constantly. Yeah, yeah. That's like a whole different thing. Though. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. But it, it does, it is like shame inducing. Yeah. Because then you have to correct people by your name and that's like a yeah. whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, but the, that's something I'm not looking forward to is correcting people mm, all the time. I yeah. hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a lifelong having to correct people, it's not my favorite thing. I've yeah. even gotten like when I've been introduced on stage, this person, we are good friends. You're going to love her, Carmen Esposito. Oh my and God. then I'm like, that's I, great. I have, that is not my name. 
have to say. People mispronounce my last name all the time. People who are like, I'm a huge fan. I tell all my friends to listen to Allison Weiss. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Thank you. I usually just say thank you and go away. Who cares? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) No, absolutely. Who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Only that Carmen is a different name. Carmen is a fully different name. And also the name of somebody with like, I think maybe a different like implied ethnicity that I can't back up. Yeah. Because I've also had that before. Yeah. People being like, I was going to say, Carmen, Carmen Esposito, your first language is Spanish, right? And oh, then I'm boy. like, I'm Italian and yeah. it's Cameron. Oh, so boy. there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> but you also texted me prior to this that, so are you also using them pronouns? Yeah. They, them? Yeah. How does that feel? Is that new? It feels good, but it also feels weird because it does feel gra- grammatically incorrect. But I do notice that the more I do it and the more people say it, the more natural it sounds. Yeah, I... Just like, just as somebody who's using they them for like some people I know, and then not for other people yeah, I know. Yeah, I do think that it come it becomes pretty natural. Yeah, pretty quickly. Absolutely. I mean, just as an outsider who do, I don't use those pronouns, but I'll say. Yeah, I know what you mean. Saying it, yeah, doesn't feel weird after like a week. Yeah, yeah. That's like I um I one of my good friends Mal Blum. Do you know them? They're a musician. I have met them. I met them at a camp. They're but like just in passing. Um, we toured together, <clears throat> and I knew them before they started using they them pronouns. And it was hard at first to remember because when you like know somebody and it's like ingrained in your mind, it's just habit. And you're like, oh shit, and you correct yourself. But by the end of that tour, it was like the easiest thing, you know. And it was just like I don't know, a couple weeks of like getting someone's pronouns right. Right. And then it just like flows and then you're like, oh wow, I can't believe I ever thought of them as this other pronoun that definitely doesn't fit. Sure. And the other thing in there, even that in what you just said, like this is a good friend of yours and mm-hmm. somebody that used to go by different pronouns and then now goes by other pronouns. I feel like people have a lot of fear about like fucking it up. Mm-hmm. But I try to it's reassure my friends that constantly. Big of a it's okay. Deal. Yeah. As long as the intention. Yeah. Right. If exactly. it's not like a harmful intention and it's quickly corrected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. That seems to be where I'm at thinking about it. Yeah. Is that definitely true? That, for you? I mean, that's that's how I feel. Um, it's like unless somebody like repeatedly fucks it up and I keep having to correct them, which hasn't happened to me yet. Um, then it doesn't doesn't bother me. I'm like you're get, you're figuring it out. You're getting it right. You're totally cool. Most of my friends um, are like uh, totally doing a great job. Slip up every once in a while. Correct themselves. I felt so bad. I was like out having drinks with a friend the other night, and she texted me afterwards, and she was like, "I'm so sorry. I introduced you as Allison. It was just habit." And I was like, "Oh my god. I hope you weren't stressing the whole time we were hanging out because it's so fine." I even myself am like. I'm like weird about introducing myself to people right now because I, I myself like don't remember sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I, 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 I'm like having to relearn myself. Right. I don't know if that's weird, but. No, it's not weird. I don't know if other people, I feel like other people have to experience that. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening you know? who can relate. And I, I bring up the, the thing about um, like people being worried that they're fucked fucking things up because I see that I feel like I see that on the internet where people are talking about that as a possible objection to learning somebody's pronouns like oh but what if I screw it up and then you're like oh my god dude get over it yeah like we're just all yeah doing the best we can yeah just do the best you can yeah as a human yeah and you'll get better um you had said something about the the changing a name thing that I wanted to mention where it was like Oh, um, when I when I said that you were making a face and you were like, I'm just trying to figure out how to express the right yeah. uh, compassion or something like that, which reminded me of something my therapist said that I loved about like the whole name changing thing. Um, it doesn't have to be this whole serious thing. Like yeah, it okay. can be fun. Like we can just have fun with it. Like I can just say that like today I want my name to be whatever. And like, let's try it on. Let's see how it goes. And I feel the same way about like, uh, pronouns and things like that when a person is you know gender questioning and they're trying to figure it out um it's i i myself was like terrified um and and a lot of it still scares me to like talk about it with my wife and my close friends and family but i'm trying to chill out and just like let everybody know that i'm figuring things out and that you know 
Call me boy. Call me girl. Yeah, call that, me boy girl. That's a great point. And I, I do want to ask about that because when somebody else is involved in... Like, it's not their identity, but being married is such a specific thing because yeah. there's like a shared... It's like you're you, they're them, and then there's like a shared us. Yeah. So in that way, your identity has like reflection or whatever it is, impact, something. Yeah. How is that going with your wife talking about this stuff? Is um, it like- It's going really well. I mean, she's the best, so I married her for a reason. <laughs> she's uh, incredibly supportive and- um is like very cute, very cute. Uh, like, you know, just like little things where she'll be like, uh, I'll be like, can you grab this thing in the store? She's like, sure thing, baby girl, boy, person. <laughs> and it's like, because she like accidentally corrects herself and, and just like stumbles over it. And I love it. And she like feels bad. And I'm like, it's okay. It's like the cutest thing in the world. Um, and uh, she's, uh, yeah. Does she get what you're talking about? What do you mean? Like, you're talking about an experience that's true for you. Yeah. And maybe not true for her. Yeah. Is that something that... I don't think she get. She doesn't... She, she, I don't, and she, like, admits that she won't be able to, like, get it the way that I get it. Because she doesn't experience it. But she totally empathizes and, like, is, like, there for me. And, like, wants to understand everything. I think that's really... Yeah. interesting because you know as our community evolves it's like different people who identify different ways are going to be part of partnerships yeah where you know uh, 20 years ago when we had just like a different set of words mm-hmm. or like a smaller set of words it was like both of these are two lesbians do yeah. you know what i mean yeah and exactly now it's like Couples are not necessarily, they don't necessarily share pronouns or they don't necessarily share. One uses queer, one uses gay. You know, like I I think it's just going to continue in that direction. And well, yeah, like Joanna doesn't even like to identify as queer. Like she 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 is in many ways, but she always just says gay. So, I mean, it's interesting, right? She and I don't like the word lesbian. I've never liked being called a lesbian. Oh, where do you, what do you think that's, where's, what's that? I have no idea. The Mm -hmm. only thing I can think is because it's like, uh, maybe like a generational thing mm. or maybe it's because like fucking living in the South. I grew up in the South, um, like hammered into my brain that that was like bad. So maybe it's like internalized homophobia. Who knows? Yeah. I actually, I would only use the word gay pretty much on stage mm. until I met Rhea. Um, yeah. Who then used the word lesbian yeah. on stage. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> because, and, and now like, <laughs> why didn't you say lesbian going, before? Well, I mean, I know exactly why for me. Um, I think that how I grew up and then my understanding of myself and what I was trying to do professionally, I was just, it's hard to say a thing that leaves men out. Okay. Um, because as a woman, yeah, I was taught that I have to be available to men. Yeah. So lesbian Ooh. is like yeah, not inclusive of men. And like also this is a very binary. I mean, I'm aware of all these thoughts being like not full of all of the genders and experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. But there's a sort of central truth that I'm talking about here yeah. about the way that the word lesbian was used when I was a kid mm-hmm. and what it meant and then what it meant about like that person's value in society. Yeah. Cause if men decided your value yeah, and you opted out of that system, then what? Then how can I you? laugh at your jokes? How could I laugh at your jokes or how could you even exist? Yeah. Like, would you be safe? Would yeah. you be able to have a job? Yeah. You're being serious and I'm trying to be funny. Oh my God. God. No, you can be as funny as you want to about it. Um, Yeah, but also, no, but, but but what you're saying is totally true too. How did anybody laugh at your jokes? But I mean, that's true. Uh, When I first started doing comedy, if you were a comic who was interested in performing for queer audiences, 
you were not also performing for straight audiences. That like is, you had to pick. That's a thing in, or I feel like was in the music world as well, for sure. There were definitely like, when I was living in New York, for sure there were bands that like only played like queer gay spaces, like gay bars and things like that and pride festivals before things got like cool and queer and punk. Um, like everything got queered. Yeah, All, everything everything got queered. Yeah, straightness got queered. There are so queered. many fucking incredible, like queered. huge bands now that are queer and out, and I like can't even imagine what that would have been like growing up with that. And also, that can sell tickets to like everyone. Oh yeah, but when totally. you're making the decision to enter the the profession, and it's like, hey, do you want to be able to sell tickets to ten percent of mm-hmm. the people in the city, or would you like to be able to sell? tickets to 100% of the people in the city because yeah. some gay people would have seen me if it was a straight room and I have like air quotes going on right now. Yeah. But no straight people would have gone to what was then yeah. a gay room. And yeah. I mean, this is like, you know, whatever this is, 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, so I do think it's really different now and that's really fun and exciting. Yeah. But also maybe I'm different. Like maybe I'm just less worried about it. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I... I look at... I don't think so. I look at like Tegan and Sarah. I uh-huh. went to a show of you where I stood next to you. Mm. We were yes. stood next to each other at this show oh my last God. year. And I was just like looking at their crowd, you know, mm-hmm. versus when I saw them 10 years prior. Oh, yeah. And... It's very diverse now. What their crowd was like versus what their crowd used to be like. Yeah. And it just... I I've been a fan of theirs for a while, so I know a lot about their crowds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. I feel like they're a really good example too, because they kind of, uh, they, I feel like they started in that world, the, the queer world, and then something happened and they crossed over and I feel like they, I don't know, maybe they helped open up the space for other queer artists to, yeah, you know. Make I pop almost, songs. Exactly. I almost radio. feel like they were so young that they like started trying to be like mainstream folk, but then unfortunately every gay person found them and was obsessed with them. <laughs> oh my God. You know, yeah. like, like unfortunately for them at the time, because yeah. they, I'm sure they were freaking out, you know, like yeah, to true, be sort of like true. wearing that badge or whatever. Yeah. But then I think I really do look at them as people that have opened the door because they then like switched over to a more pop sensibility. And so their songs were just played different places. So different people became fans and then everything got queered, which was cool. And then now, now you kind of don't have to pick the same way. Yeah. But man, you really had to pick. Yeah. What did, what did you pick early on Uh, when you had to pick? Well, I started playing music before I was out in any way, shape or form. Um, Oh, what was that like? It was fine. I mean, I like, I dated boys and I liked them and it was fine. So I think like, I'm like way more queer than I, than I ever thought I was or could be. Cause like when I came out, I was like, I am definitely gay, only date and like women. And then 10 years later, I'm like, those relationships I had with the dudes that I liked were important. I wrote like a billion songs about them. My whole first record is about a guy who broke my heart. You know, and like that was real. Um, but there definitely was a moment when I was I was out to friends and family for about a year before I was out to like the internet and like my fan base or whatever. And How it was the it worst. Oh. Ooh, why? Just because I like had a girlfriend and I, I couldn't like post pictures of her on the internet and I was just like, This is a bummer and like I was like nervous about people finding out and then I was like, Why am I so nervous about people finding out? Like this is weird. Was that all coming from you? Yeah. Totally. Cause I didn't, cause even at that time I didn't, I didn't have a manager or a label or anything. I was like totally DIY. Mm. Um, so it was like my own decision for some reason. I think it was because like, I had always been told like, Oh yeah, if you, co- if you come out, then you're just like a lesbian with a guitar, you know, or a microphone or a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. A guitar and a microphone. Yeah. Although I was always out when yeah. I did stand up, not That's when cool. I did improv only just cause it like, is it doesn't work the same way. You don't talk, you don't speak in the first person. Yeah. Um, so I did have like experiences of performing mm-hmm. where I wasn't like anything. Yeah. I was no stated thing. Um, but since I've been doing stand up, I've always been out. Yeah. 
it's wild to me because there's there are comics that that's not true. Really? Yes. And I feel like a song, at least it's like... You can like be cryptic. You can, you can be cryptic. Like Laura J. Grace <laughs> talks about all the early Against Me songs right. that have references to, right. to her being trans. And I love that because you can like write poetry and no one fucking knows. It's like Or you secret. can make The Matrix. Yeah. And then you watch The Matrix a bunch of years later and you're like, oh my God. Whoa, cool. I get what The Matrix is Wait, about. is this like a... A metaphor, or is there like a Matrix thing? Well, like, is there like though, a queer thing in the Matrix? Well, because the white travesties are both trans women. Do you remember what that movie's about? The Matrix? Yeah. Yeah. The original? Yeah. It's about I'm like... I'm so confused right now. Well, it's about like, do you like stay plugged into a false reality? Mm-hmm. Or do you claim your own life and be who you are? This is so good. Yeah, the yeah, Matrix no, I is like what the Matrix, the Matrix is, about. is I love like the Matrix. straight up the queerest movie ever. I didn't know that it was so queer. I'm gonna have to go and watch. I the mean, Matrix I'm just again. like saying this out of my face based yeah, on yeah, yeah. seeing it. I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to like see queer stuff in a lot of places where it isn't, and I'm like, I the want Matrix this to is be. super queer. The, also, yes, and yeah. also, how recently have you seen Bound? Never. <gasps> what's bound what yeah. I like literally have a copy of it right there you can physically see it with your eyes right there uh, bound is the movie that the Wachowskis made oh boy that, w- that is so good and was so well respected that it secured them funding to make the matrix okay so like that movie is super low budget I can't wait uh, like uh, would you call it a good noir. bad movie oh wait oh, no wait. it's straight up oh, a wait. good movie I think I've seen this. And it has Does good, it involve it has choreographed- a monster's mistress, tough female ex-con, or caught in a dangerous plot, two million. <laughs> yes. um, does somebody in it have really long fingernails and you're like, no. No. I okay, don't, maybe. Oh, maybe. Well, she's got fingernails. They're not long. I think Jennifer I watched Tilly this- and Gina Gershon are in this movie and they are making out with each other and having sex. And what's amazing is that- Are there, are there they two apartments hired, right next door to yes. each other? Yeah, I've seen this movie. I watched it with my oh, wow. queer feminist book club in That's New York. amazing that yes. you are responding to, I think, Jennifer Tilly's nails as being too long. I, I hear you. I just remember somebody having they're just heavily polished. Like all, yeah, they're, they're very, heavily polished. They're black. My friends and I nails. in the yeah. in our book club were watching it. We're just we couldn't believe it. They hired sex scene choreographers. What? So that the women having sex would look realistic. And I think it does. So I'll just shout out. All right, I'll watch shout it again. Out. I'll watch it again. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to Bounds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Query listeners, guess what? This is a local ad just for Angelinos. That's right. If you live in Los Angeles, you should be going to see Something Rotten at the Center Theater Group with... 10 Tony nominations, including Best Musical. The New York Post says Something Rotten is a big, fat hit. That's a big hit. This hilarious new show tells the story of two brothers who are desperate to write their own play while the rock star Shakespeare keeps getting all the hits. When a local soothsayer foretells that the future of theater involves singing, dancing, and acting at the same time, the brothers set out to write the world's first musical. With its heart on its ruffled sleeve and sequins in its soul, New York Magazine says Something Rotten is the producers plus Spamalot plus The Book of Mormon squared. Oh my god, that's a lot of musicals. It begins November 21st. Tickets at AmundsenTheater.org How did we get Unbound? Oh, Matrix. Yeah. Okay, Matrix is queer. How did we get to Matrix? <laughs> this is what I. This is my job. Oh, sorry. You don't, no, no. I just mean. I just mean you don't have to worry. Yeah, you're I'll, right. I'll I'm, I'm supposed to just sit here and yeah. answer questions and no, discuss I things. Mean, but you, you can get us back if you want to. But just don't feel. I don't know where we were. Don't feel pressure. It's over. I think we were talking about um, being out on stage, being not out, being oh, not yeah. on stage. Yeah, I can't imagine um, being in comedy and not being out because I feel like everything you talk about on stage is like inspired by your life right isn't that how it's supposed to work i don't know it, it i like comedy I, yeah. I watch it yeah it is but i've never done it so i don't know yeah no i think it's the it's like the direct one-to-one relationship of how it's presented that mm-hmm. we're both resp- responding to because you're supposed to be speaking in the first person yeah using like real sentences that are not um not poetry flowery and poetry yeah, yeah. they're not poetic yeah. you're not you're supposed to be like actually saying the literal truth yeah 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 yeah, yeah <laughs> supposed okay. to uh you know, yeah, that's crazy, but it's true. There's a lot. Of, there, there were a lot of folks. That, what do you talk about if you don't talk about 
your fucking self. Um, your you life. talk about partners, but you don't like, you know. See, well, you'd be like, well, my partner did this thing. And everyone's well, like, no, a lot of people that. So again, when you had to make that choice between yeah. like mainstream and not and. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like people actually would just they would just flip. I'm saying it's crazy. They would just flip the genders today's age or sexes. Like in the so they would just be like my girlfriend. They would just say it, yeah, and they meant my boyfriend. Wow, or vice versa. Crazy boyfriend and meant my girlfriend. Yeah, I know. I'm really glad we don't have to live then. Yeah, me too. I'm really grateful to those people who like all kind of eventually came out. Every time I we come to a big queer holiday, I get. Tears in my eyes for the people of the past who fucking... You know what? Me too. Yeah. I feel that way, especially around military holidays. Really? Like, like Memorial Day. Yeah. Um, but about of queer July. military? Yes. Yeah. I think about all the people that served that like they were away from their families and couldn't talk about it mm-hmm. or they were kicked out of the military or whatever. Like, Yeah. Because it's such a extreme situation anyway mm-hmm. like beyond what i could ever relate to and then mm-hmm. i think about being us and being yeah. in that situation can you like we're sitting here we're like oh it's so hard to not be out on stage like imagine not being out in the military yeah it's like i know i mean yeah. i don't know that's what i'm saying yeah is that i <laughs> don't can't know. ever um, um but if i do because i'll like tweet about that or whatever some small little teeny thing that doesn't whatever. Yeah. There will always be somebody who responds or multiple people, people who respond, who are responding from a first person perspective or like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. I did this. And I did this and this crazy. Well, it's like all the people who came forward when Trump went off and tweeted about transgender in the military. Yes. That transgender military ban or whatever the right. fuck he, in his, the, his in crazy the idea he had future, Preventing trans people from entering the military in the future yeah. since they are not there now. From his perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I will stop the future thing happening. Yeah. Well, it does feel like... I mean, everyone, it was like roll call. People mm-hmm. were like, hey. I have been here. Yeah. Slash am older than you. Slash yeah. served and you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Slash I signed up for this shit and you like dodged the draft constantly. Yeah, it's infuriating. Yeah. There's no <laughs> level of fury that could ever be enough for that man. Yeah. And the idiocy that he spouts. Ooh. I know. It's yeah. tough. How how are you holding up in that? Um, fine. It definitely took a while to like feel kind of normal again. You know? I was on my honeymoon on election night and it was the worst. It was the worst. Wow. We woke where, up in the morning. Where were you guys? We were in Cabo. Oh wow. Yeah. Woo. Party. And wow. it was like uh we were at like, you know, some resort or whatever. A place that people honeymoon when they go to Cabo. And it was so insane to like, I mean, you know, to wake up that morning and be like, fuck yeah. And everybody's like <clears throat> posting pictures in their pantsuits and like, we're all like, this is going to be great. We're going to have the first woman president. And then slowly as the day goes on, you're just like, wait, what? Wait, what? And we had bought like a giant <sighs> bottle of whiskey to like celebrate. And we cracked that shit open at like 9 p.m. And we're like, time to get as drunk as possible because this is so sad. I... Rhea and I, well, first of all, we did a stand-up show that night because we were like, <laughs> you were like, let's we were celebrate. Like, we'll, we'll, we were like, we will call the results live. Yeah. So we did. That was bad. Uh, and then the next morning we had to wake up. Do you know what Olivia vacations are? Do you know what oh, I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. So <laughs> I have never like gone on one or performed at one. Yeah. And they asked Rhea and I to come down to Mexico over the week that was election week. But I was like, well, we want to be here yeah. in LA for election night because we're going to do this show. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be so fun. And then, but we'll go fly out at five o'clock the next morning. Yeah. Because it's going to be so fun and like the, we're we'll going to be so happy. Go to Olivia's. Yeah. Like resort. So they rent an entire resort. Um, and what I didn't know, I mean, it's not really f- typically like, it's not as popular with our age demographic. Because it's those, it's we, that uh, older lesbian that I was talking about. Because we don't really need it as much. Because yeah. when people, and there, there were young people there, but yeah. a lot of people there were also um, 
like lesbians yeah. who couldn't be out in their town. Oh man. You know, 25 years ago yeah. and who have gone on these vacations for 25 years because it's like the only place like they can place. be out. And Jesus. so Ugh. that's who we were with that whole week. Oh, that must have been very hard. Was everybody on the boat sad? Or not on the boat. It's not a cruise. Yeah, a, it, they do cruises, they but do this cruises particular too. one was just uh um was at a resort. Um People were pretty destroyed, but then you know it was also interesting because, and like there were young, there were younger people there. Like mm-hmm. Reese, who runs Auto Style, oh, yeah, was yeah. there like also as a performer, and so cool. we had just kind of like hung out with her, kind of staring at each other with our mouths open, like yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but um, what was interesting was watching the older folks be sort of like, yes, of course, I expected this. Because I think for me, I had only seen progress go one direction in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that's how things would go. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, we're getting, we God, have a terrible point. history, but we're yeah. getting better all the time. So, and so we'll continue to get better. Yeah. And these older people were like, no, fuck you. Sometimes it gets really bad for a while. Yeah. And God, good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Well, we literally had this like exact conversation with these two women that we met who ran a horse ranch in Colorado, well, rural yeah. Colorado. Did you I, get invited to that horse ranch? I, yes, their business card is on my fridge. No way. I have kept it. Oh, because so they good. were, <laughs> yeah, one of them had been a nun and the other one what? had been a nurse and the nun was also a doctor, which <gasps> I didn't know was even possible. And oh my God. I should know this because I yeah. was pretty freaking Catholic, but she was a nun doctor and she met this woman at the hospital and who was a nurse and they fell in love. She stopped being a nun. Oh they got together. They've been together for like, it was like 40 years or something like that. God, it's so beautiful. And they raised horses in the country and they were like, I mean, a lot of our, we live in like Trump, America, yeah. but their house had burned down a couple years prior and their community bought them a new house. Oh my God. Because like, even cry. in Trump's America, <laughs> uh, people realize like, oh, these are the nurses that nurse and doctor that yeah. take care of us. Yeah. So maybe we should like make sure they have a house to live in. Oh, that's so nice. I know it was kind of, I mean, it was still awful, but it was an interesting place to be for sure. Yeah. Wow. During this time that we were watching everything fall apart. Yeah. We like, <clears throat> we actually ended up going home a few days early because oh, wow. it was like, we had, we'd already been there for like, I don't know, seven or eight days or something. So it wasn't like that insane to be like, well, let's just cut our trip a couple days short. <clears throat> we were supposed to go back in like a couple days, but we like went downstairs the morning after and like everybody in this, resort was like an old white person and it just felt really weird and like we went down to like get breakfast like holding hands like expecting to like catch eyes with other people and and you know uh both be sad or whatever like like see other people like feeling this and it was like nothing had happened and like all these people were american you know what i mean it's like a it was a resort and it was just like no one gave a shit and we were like, how do we stay here for like three more days and just sit around the pool with all these people who probably did this, you know? And, and it was just sad and weird. And, and so we like found some cheap tickets and flew home. Man. Yeah. Cause we wanted to be like with our friends and in our community here and like trying to figure out like, what the fuck do we do next? You yeah, know? of course. Yeah. Did you figure that out? Do you no. Have- <laughs> yeah, not yet. Can you tell me what it is? Still trying to figure it out, you know? Um, making podcasts like these and, uh, this is, you know, part of my little writing queer love anthems. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. You know, doing, doing these little things that we can do. And then obviously, you know, the bigger things, the bigger call things. all of your people <laughs> call, and everything. Call yeah. all of your people and, and show Protest up when it's and, time to show up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I am feeling called to make different art than I used to. Oh yeah. Same here. Feel called to make. Yeah. I like all my songs are about relationships and breakups. And like, I find myself now when I get into one of those, I'm just like, does this, is this really important? Um, but I like to, I like to the the music thing. I like to cryptically discuss other topics, like in the form of a love song pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. 
Are you have you been on have you been on tours since uh yeah. November? Yeah. How's it how does it feel out there? It's fine. Um it it's people are I feel like most of the people who are coming to my shows or the ones that I'm playing are like from the same mindset that I am. So it's like just a bunch of people. Like, like every band I feel like I've seen since the election has been like, man, Donald Trump, fuck that guy. And everyone in the crowd's like, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I've like, I've played a couple shows before too, like, ar- like around really intense events. Like I was playing a show in Florida the night of that, um, the the Paris shooting and I played Orlando like the day of the pulse shooting technically it happened at like 2 a.m and then we had a show in Orlando that night and it was like do we cancel this and like give in to that fear or do we do this show even though it's going to be hard and I don't know talk about it um and that's that's what we did like Orlando specifically I was like playing in downtown Orlando and we had to like get some extra security cause we were all scared. And, um, it was like every song that night, like even though they're all like relationship songs somehow like reminded me of what had happened and it was very intense and sad, but it was also like an incredible experience for all of us in the crowd. Cause everyone was feeling the same thing. We were all terrified and angry. Um, and it was very like visceral to sing, sing together. Um, so I guess like that's a way to think of it. Like we got to keep making art to, to, you know, motivate us to like push past this tough period. Yeah. I'm really curious as to what it feels like to actually be out there. Yeah. Cause that sounds right. You're and about tr- to be out and there. True. I'm about to be out there yeah. and we haven't been in, um, actually we haven't been, um, you know, the last time we were really, really touring heavily was like 2015 mm-hmm. and it was right around the time when like, Every day, a new state would oh yeah like legalize same sex marriage, and so mm-hmm. we were going to do this whole tour where we only played the states that where it was illegal wow. to get married. Wow! And then we kept waking up in the morning and being like, "Fuck, we can't play Kentucky anymore." <laughs> and then being like, "Well, this is we've, we're putting ourselves in a position to nice. have a stupid response." Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, then. I did this whole big, I did this like kind of culminating show in Chicago two days before Rhea and I really got married. We toured Mm -hmm. for like three years straight through all that time. Wow. And then we did this show that was taped for a a special, stand-up special, and it was two days before we got married and then we got married and then we made our TV show and we haven't been out on the road since. And to me, it all felt kind of like, again, like I'm saying, like moving in one direction. It was like we were on the ground hustling, like being like, yeah. I mean, essentially, I guess stand-ups, but it felt like maybe a little bit community organizers or something, you know, yeah. where we were just like, let us change your mind about this thing. So when you go to the ballot box, you yeah. vote for me to have the right to marry her. Yeah. Here, we'll tell you jokes <laughs> yeah, exactly. so that you think we're so cute. Um, yeah. And then, uh, here, let me introduce you to some people you can connect with on a personal we're level. the guys that yeah. you're thinking of. It's us. Here's yeah. our faces. <laughs> and so like it worked and then we had this big show and then we got married and now, Everything is like just in such a different spot. Yeah. So I can't wait to get out there, but I'm also like, yeah, so yeah, fucking curious. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you guys are lucky in that you draw a crowd that, I mean, I'm assuming most of the people in that crowd know who you are and know what you're about and like know what they're expecting. But I guess like when you get to a certain level, there's just people who are like, let's go see a comedy show. What is it? I don't know. Well, yeah, that that was true. Just like music as well, you know me, what I mean. Um, like when you hit that point, that was true. Past it, just being like your fans, and now it's like just people who want to go to like what's the event in town. Mm. You know, I think it actually works the opposite. Yeah, for comedy. Yeah, yeah. there's like small C comedy, which is like you're playing the clubs, mm-hmm. and that was true for most of my twenties, mm-hmm. um, where people would be showing up, and I would be like tricking them, you know. Yeah. Into into agreeing that I should be a person that they liked. No, I'm not saying you're like tricking. I don't know. Well, I, for instance, I saw that you you guys are playing um, Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Which is like, I've been there. I've seen a million sure. times there because that's where I'm from. Um, and that's a fucking big venue. Right. So it's like, you're bound to have some people who are just like, 
you know, looking for like, what am I going to do this weekend? Oh, uh, I listened to a couple jokes. Yeah, they seem funny. Let's go to the show. You know what I mean? Wow, that's really interesting. I think it's, I mean, I'm not saying, I don't know. Because what I have been thinking is that we like got to a certain point where we get to play theaters now. Because that's yeah. kind of how it works in comedy. Yeah. It's like you play clubs. Also, like, and then I'm not trying theaters. to be like, there's no way you're bringing out 2,000 oh, of your own fans. No, no, no. no that's not what I think. Thinking. No, that's okay, not what I think okay, you're saying. Good. I'm just saying I actually have thought that we got to a different place where like, kind of everybody's fans and not necessarily that I'm excited about that because then you're like, it actually isn't the most fun when you're doing jokes to people that agree with you. I'm it's sure. actually like more fun. Like, have you ever watched when <laughs> half of the people don't agree with you? And yeah. I, yeah. I have the last couple of years had the experience where it's like kind of everybody's on our side. Actually, my friend Maria Bamford, who's hilarious. Comic, oh yeah. Also talks about this. She plays like, she'll play like shitty open mics mm-hmm. because she's like, I don't want to go to a place where people know me because then they don't laugh at my stuff for real. They're yeah. like, yay! And yeah. then they like don't, yeah. they are like a, a bad audience. Yeah. So you're actually giving me hope. I hope yeah. that there's random people yeah, that don't you're know totally, who we It's are. not going to be uh, 2,000 people who just think everything you say is funny because they're obsessed with you. Good. I don't want to get the front out of row. here, fans. They'll be in the front row. I don't get out of here. I don't <laughs> want no fans. I want random strangers. No. Yeah. It's nice when it's a mix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'll report back. I Thank promise. you. Yeah. Um, Can't wait. This has been a great conversation. Yeah, I love it. And just keep us updated. Yeah. Because I feel like at this, at some point, my name might change. Who knows? Yeah. At the end of when we're not even recording, we'll talk more about like if I actually should change how you're credited currently in yeah. our outro. Okay. Because I would love to do whatever makes you feel okay. this, the coolest, yeah. raddest, happy yeah. friend. Um, but for now, I'm just like stoked that you're putting any words to even confusion because I think Thank that's you. a thing too, right? Yeah. Turns out human beings have all of these emotions. <sighs> so many emotions. So saying that you're confused is like, or not confused, but in flux or whatever it is. Yeah, I feel figuring like it I out. want more people to talk about figuring it out. I feel like it needs to be more okay to be in like a figuring out place. That's why I love when people hey. talk about mental health and stuff on the internet and right. they say like, yeah, I'm depressed. Well, it's cool when you're an artist and you get to do the thing that you wish you could see. Yeah, <laughs> it really know? is. You know, and yeah. I, that's a, like the true privilege of choosing this job. Yeah. Is that you're Seriously. Like, I wish I could see this. Oh, I could just do this. Exactly. Um, I've so, always thought that ever since I started playing music, I was always like, I want to make sure that like whatever I'm doing is like something I would want as a fan. 100%. So that's like the whole thing. Yeah. You make stuff for younger you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> the, the whole job. Um, so before we go, I just wanted to ask you to shout out a queero, somebody that, or something, a human or place um, that made you feel strong in who you are. Um, a queero. Okay, so I thought of a few queeros, and I'm gonna like be dorky, and I'm gonna shout out my friend who you know as a queero of mine. I don't want her to get a big head and think that she's like my queero, but she is a queero of mine. Her name was Jenny Owen Youngs. And she was, no joke, like the first cool gay lady I knew who like I knew as a, a good friend. And um, she was out to her friends and family. I wasn't yet, but she definitely saw me and saw a baby gay who needed to learn who they were. And I feel like... uh in many ways, like she made me comfortable with myself and coming out. And so, you know, what's been so rad about this <laughs> show is, um, I mean, essentially we're proving that the chart is real. Oh from my the God. Word. Not necessarily in that people are all sleeping together. Yeah, I was about to say that's no, but <laughs> in the like interconnection yeah. of, like I said, it's a very small world. Touch each other's lives. I mean, you're not the only person to shout out somebody who's also been a guest on the show. And I think really? that, that just, yeah. Yes. And it, but in a cool way. Yeah. Because uh, what I think is that like. Every time I try and like thank Jenny for being an influence, she's always like, stop it, please. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I had Jenny on and yeah. she, she thanked somebody else. Yeah. Um, she thanked the Butchies. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, also Did you talked, have the butchies on? I haven't had the butchies on yet. Yeah. But hopefully. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to like get that chain going yeah. where like it all goes into where? affinity. But um, 
<laughs> also talked a lot about how Kristen uh, Russo influenced her coming out. Like oh, it's yeah. just so it's it's just really awesome because um, we're like at this moment where the internet has made it so that we can know each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks the internet. Thanks the internet. It's You're really so nice. foul sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes you help. The wrong people to become president. Seriously. But um, you also help us to know each other and like yeah, close up our web a little bit so yeah. that we can all. That's how I met Jenny. I met her on MySpace. That's amazing. I know. That's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, AW. You rule. Yeah, thank you, and, Cameron. Uh, I really love your music. Thank so you. Our listeners should find all your music. Yeah. Um, it, you can find it right now under Allison Weiss, yeah. my previous name. Which is has a two My birth L's name. and an I. Two right? L's and an I. Yeah. In, um, in Allison. Yeah. It's amazing how many people misspell the name Allison. Also. There's a lot of spellings. But there's not yes. that many. Okay. All right. I've seen some crazy shit up on a marquee before. <laughs> and I'm just like, seriously. <laughs> I've had both my first name and my last name like horribly misspelled. And it's like, it's like tonight, this person. I'm like, okay. Well, well have you ever let that person just play the show for you? <laughs> I, should, I should. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye? Why bye. bye? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>